Y'all, I am your host, Young Smooth, and guess what, y'all? Your boy is fucking back! Yo, I'm so excited to be doing this all over again. I know, I know. Wait a minute. Nope. I get it. I understand. It's been weeks. What the fuck? Why am I listening to this shit again? Because you know this the dopest podcast out here, so I don't even know why y'all tripping. Let's go ahead and do this shit. Um, Real quick. Made a whole bunch of changes to the actual podcast room. Um, I've done videos. I've done live videos of it. Um, there's more stuff to come, but I felt like I couldn't. I knew I shouldn't have drank this soda beforehand. Excuse me. Um, I just felt like I couldn't wait. I, I couldn't sit back and let another five, okay, six, okay, almost seven weeks go by. And it, it was a lot. I feel like it was seven, maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> it was quite a few weeks. Um, I know a whole month has gone by. 
at least. I think the last episode was like in June and um, I'm older now. So my birthday passed, uh, which was July 27th. And, you know, I, I stuck to my guns. Um, I said, yo, we've been in quarantine. Um, I've seen so many people not be able to, you know, do their proms. Uh, they're not able to do their birthdays the way that they wanted to. And because we were a little bit laxed on quarantine right now, where we are in the state of the world, I felt like, yo, it's not cool to just go out and, and, and decide to want to party and stuff. And I love everybody, and I do, but I kind of felt like I really just wanted to sit in my own stuff for a minute and just kind of be chill. You know what I'm saying? So I was good with that. Um, but don't forget... That you can check out the show because I gotta get past this part. You ooh, you can check out the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Music, which will soon be YouTube Music, Spotify, and don't forget you can check out YouTube. We're kicking it with Young Smooth podcast. Gonna do some late night shows. We're gonna do um, some most of the interviews that we used to do. I'm gonna try to put those on to YouTube and get those popping and make sure that happens. Like yo. A lot of shit has happened. So, as far as the room goes, it is a complete change. Completely not finished. Um, the walls are, are blue. It was called Garden Blue, whatever. Um, there was a whole bunch of lighting that I had to end up putting up. Put up some new shelves. Got some Funko Pops. So, the Funko Pops that I, I have now are Migos at the top, Ice Cube, um, Tupac, Two biggie ones and Marcus and Mike from Bad Boys 2. There are a few more that are coming. So super, super, super excited about that. Um, The artwork on the walls. I love it. I found so many different artworks uh, and different styles. There'll be some other canvases that are coming that I can't wait to do with that. Um, I'm looking forward to getting a new table. So the table that I have is just an older one that I'm using for right now. But the other one I'm hoping will be much, 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 much better. But... Corona got us fucked up. Like, bruh, like, can I get my shit? All, all jokes aside, do y'all know how much stuff I still got on back order? Like, I'm like, yo, can I get my shit? Can I get my shit? Um, Etsy is taking me down real quick. Just want to let y'all know that. Like, they got shit that, yes, you could probably do yourself. But, so I may be paying a little bit more money for other people to do the shit. But Etsy is, is crazy. One of my favorite prints that I recently got... I, Recently got from Etsy was a pop art kind of thing of Outkast from the Stank On Ya album without the flag in the back. Um, Living Single, um, A Different World, and also New Edition. I know it sounds very random, but I, I got and it's funny because I have like two Living Singles on here, but I loved both of them so much that I had to. I have frames everywhere. The only thing that I have to frame now is this crazy frame that will not stay on the wall which is killing me um it won't it's weird because one will stay on the wall from the um command strips but the other one won't and i don't know why that side of the wall is like that so i'm probably gonna have to nail it to the wall and get that done real soon so now and i just broke it again so now i have to go get a whole new glass and i broke the second one that i bought so i have to go get a whole new glass again so i'm pissed about that but all in all, the room is just amazing. Brought a nice futon, brought a great carpet. Amazon has been my life. Like, yo, there are so there were so many boxes. This shit don't make no sense. But I cannot wait for y'all to see it. I'm going to take some new pictures. Um, 
I gotta get pillows. I got, I got it's a whole bunch of shit to do in this room. I'm so, so super excited. This is my man cave. This is my 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 sanctuary. Like I'm in here. Uh, my homeboy, shout out to my homeboy Devin. Devin mounted my TV. It's a nice little 32 inch. I was the room is not that big, so it was no need for there to be a huge ass TV on the wall. Although slightly as a man, I'm looking at it like shit. Maybe I should have got a bigger TV. However, very very happy about that. Um, waiting on my goalie gummies to come so I can get my my shit right, my immune system right, all of that good stuff. Lose a little bit more weight. Corona to fuck me up. I didn't. I didn't lost that twenty pounds and main, trying to maintain it. I may have gained like ten of that back. It's been real crazy. But um, what I will say is, find a project that you love and do it. Yo, when I tell you, I literally did everything from um, painting the walls to putting up the lights to putting up the shelves to putting up the pictures. The only thing I didn't do physically in here was mount the TV and, you know, other than that, like, but I had a design. I had a way of thinking about it. Like, this is what I want to do and so be it. I say all of that because I am still super, super excited um, about everything. Like, I just, I, I love it. I love it. I, I can't, I really just can't stop gushing about this room. Um, but, so, like, we had one of those kick your lyrics, kick that lyric about, like, a whole bunch of weeks ago. And just in case you didn't get it, it was another by Biggie. You know what I'm saying to you? And I got a brand new kick that lyric, and we gonna talk about our shit, and I'm gonna go over an iconic album I'm going to keep this energy. I'm going to try to keep this energy for at least an hour. That's what I'm hoping for, okay? We're going to get through this shit. And I appreciate y'all for listening. I appreciate... Yo, I I have to go back one more time before we get into the Kick That Lyric. Thank y'all so much for listening to the show. Like, I've seen you listen to the old shows. I've seen you listen to the new shows. I appreciate it. Like, it is nothing but love. One thing, one last thing before I get into this. I had to find my reasoning for why I do what I do, and I thought about it, and I really, really, really put it into perspective. I, I've said it several times, and I just it became my mantra. I want to be the Angie Martinez in my city. I'm still trying to look to go get those interviews, and I'm going to work on that after I record the show. You know what I'm saying? Too? I'm going to have a consistent date on everything, making sure that those are the dates. This is what it is. It's going to be solid. I'm still working DoorDash. I'm still working my regular job. I mean, I'm doing a lot. But at the end of the day, I want y'all to get the best product that you can get. Because, you know what I'm saying? If you ain't putting it hot on the streets, the fuck is boring. You feel what I'm saying to you? All right. <clears throat> now, once again, in the King's English, we're going to read a passage from one of our rap icons. And this rap icon is a legend, a pioneer, an innovator. Um, I don't know why all of a sudden I got British real quick. It happens quite frequently. I must be sleepy. Um, so, <laughs> we're just going to keep on going. Um, <clears throat> and the verse goes as follows. Don't judge my life. I'm sorry I had to pick this verse. But there's a reason for why I picked this verse. And you'll understand shortly. I know a dude named Ron Du, Pusha Q, had a wild crew on Flatbush and Avenue U. Had a weed spot, used to pump African black. He used to seal his bags so his workers wouldn't tap. 
I used to see him in the tunnel with fuckers at dawn. Whisper in my ear he want to get his fuck on. I dug him. So I fucked him. It wasn't nothing. He wanted me to suck him up, but I didn't. I ain't fronting. The sex was whack. A four-stroke creep. I jumped on the dick, rode his ass to sleep. He called next week asking why I ain't beeping. I thought your ass was still sleeping. He laughed. Told me he brought a new path. Could he come over right fast and fuck my pretty ass? I'll pass, nigga. The dick was trash. If sex was record sales, you would be double glass. The only way you see in me is if you eatin' me. Downtown tastes my love like Horace Brown. Trying to impress me with your 5G stones. I give you 10 Gs, nigga, if you leave me alone. Screaming. Okay. <laughs> it was very hard not to rap that because I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I've rapped, it. I've rapped many verses from this artist several times out loud. I don't give a fuck because I think this artist is one of the dopest. I think this this artist is the epitome of being the baddest, dopest, unapologetic kind of person that you can be. You know what I'm saying to you? I'm trying to say that without giving gender, but I mean, I'm, I'm going to only assume that you know what the gender is if, if after I've said all of that, which is what it is. All right, so let's get into, oh, it's still the same. Y'all thought it was changing? No, it's not. It's absolutely not. We getting back into the Ratchet and Ridiculous Corner. Absolutely. What? That's what we do. All right, so real quick, fans are ecstatic that Netflix has acquired Moesha, Girlfriends, and other black 90s sitcom. Strong Black Lead announced that several iconic series from the 90s would be coming to Netflix, and people freaked out with joy. Let me tell y'all something. I am one of those people so... In the five, six week situation. Well, actually, no, I take that back. Well, okay. So within that time frame of me being absent, I definitely was watching Moesha. And I want to say, one, okay, so one thing that I do want to say about Moesha is this. It did not age well. It didn't, it, it just didn't. It, the shit just did not age well. Um, the reason that Moesha did not age well is because some of the ideology that is in some of the characters um is not the same you know what i'm saying to you um i i I think that moesha is a pioneer for a lot of black sitcoms i um looking at the spinoffs in general because that was also something that we were going to touch on but some of the spinoffs like the parkers which is also coming to netflix as well uh so you get the parkers and girlfriends and they're all in that same kind of realm and universe you know what i'm saying to you and a lot of characters cross over you know into those paths um rest in peace to uh romeo i don't think his real name was romeo i forgot what his real name but his uh his name was ohaji everybody knows ohaji <laughs> like which was moesha's first love allegedly until we cheated on her and um lamont bentley who played hakeem um, and shout out to, um, the, uh, Yvette Wilson who played Adele and Bernie Mac. So it, it's weird. Cause they, it's funny on YouTube. A lot of times they talk about the curse of Moesha, but a lot of people that was on Moesha have died very, very suddenly and mysteriously, but all in all a great show. I watched it from beginning to end and I did not realize at the end 
Little Kim was probably expected to be a more regular guest star on the Parkers because she's in the last two episodes. I'm sorry, the Parkers. On Moesha, she's in the last two episodes. But when they made that announcement, y'all, which a couple it was like a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago, I'm sorry, about a week or two ago. Um, this is what happens when you gone so long. When you gone so long, all of a sudden you gotta be like, shit, how long ago was it? How, when did I don't remember. I don't remember. Forgive me about the dates and times at this point. I'm just trying to play catch up. I, I, I'd have missed out on the whole entanglement situation. I can't talk about that. No, I mean, I could, but I'm not. <laughs> so I was mad that, that nigga really made a song. Did, did the nigga really make a whole entanglement song? JD, you got some good pussy, okay? And we're going to talk about good pussy today too, because that's going to be a thing. However, I digress because I'm moving forward. But, yo, so grateful to those 90 sitcoms they got us through um I, I i miss the days where um like a different world and moesha where the emphasis was put to go to college you know what i'm saying to you where the emphasis the emphasis was like yo you can strive to to be a dreamer and to be an entrepreneur speaking of which um q who was fragile star who was fragile star who was q on the show what i didn't know and i was doing some research Little known fact that he had actually gotten fired, let go, whatever the storyline continued on. And uh, thank you, shout out to Comedy Hype. Um, that LL Cool J, who was also doing In the House around those seasons, you know, the later seasons, the latter seasons of Moesha, um, said, hey, look, check this out. This kid right here, he's about to get fired from Moesha. I want him to come on. And then Q ended up being um, LL Cool J's brother on the show, which is so dope. I think that shit is, is hot. You know, LL, let me tell y'all something. LL, keep motherfuckers in work. If he believe in you, and, and, and I, I see this because even with the Rock the Bells radio, like Biz Marquis is on Rock the Bell. Roxanne Shantae is on Rock the Bell. I, I'm, I'm literally paying for Sirius Satellite Radio right now just because every day I guess, oh, uh, Mr., uh, Mr. C., is on Rock the Bells. And yo, when I tell you they get me through my weekend all the time, love, love that. Plus, not to mention the fact I get to get Sway in the morning. So that shit helps my ride. And Sway and Heather B, that shit makes me happy all the time anyway. Um, so moving on. Speaking of classics, did anybody else know that Clueless is 25 years old? Oh, sweet Jesus. It makes me feel old. First of all, I, there's a reason why, because it's part of my next story, but I remember I was in, I was at the Royal Farms and I just happened to walk past the red box for some reason and was like, oh, let me look. I'm like, oh, what's, what's, you know, what's coming out? What's in here? This, that, and the third. Bruh, I looked down at the bottom. It's this like yellow printed pattern situation. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I look at it. I'm like, yo, why would Clueless? Of all things, being the red box like it's so new. Nah, it is on 25 years. I cannot fucking believe that. Me and my cousins used to, me and my cousin, my favorite cousin, used to watch this shit religiously. We used to be the motherfucking as F. Like, yo, we did that shit. Don't judge me. Don't, I feel you judging me. Don't judge my life. I'm just saying. We used to do that shit. But the crazy, crazy part about it is that uh, apparently... Clueless TV series centered on Dion character, which is Stacey Dash's character. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, lands on a home at Peacock. Now, regardless of how people feel about Stacey Dash today, there's no denying that her role in the classic, 
cult. Oh, movie Clueless was iconic. Today, producers reboot of Clueless that will focus on Dash's character Dion was finally found, oh sorry, it's finally found a home at streaming service Peacock, according to Variety. The Clueless series reboot is centered around Cher's bestie, and it sounds like it may also be giving some Nancy Drew vibes. That's gonna be crazy. Um, the untitled comedy series is described as a baby pink and bisexual blue tinted tiny sunglass wearing oatmeal latte and uh, what and a real f- a flooded look i don't even know what that means <laughs> what happens when queen bee share disappears and her lifelong number two dion steps into shares vacant air jordans how does Dion deal with the pressure of being the most popular girl in school while also unraveling the mystery of what happened to her best friend? Wow. Okay, this is going to be a lot. It was first reported back in October that Clueless was to be rebooted, but they weren't. there weren't too many details beyond and there wasn't a network or streaming service attached to the project at the time. Now the new series has found... A home at the Peacock and CBS Television will produce it. The film version of Clueless debuted in 1995 and starred Alicia Silverstone as Cher and Stacey Dash as Dion. Following its film success, a TV adaptation aired on ABC and then UPN from 1996 until 1999 for three seasons. Rachel Blatchard played Cher in the series while Dion reprised the role I'm sorry, while Dash reprised the role of Dion in 2018, Clueless, the musical, debuted on stage in New York. Clueless is the uh, latest example of a female-focused 90s staple that will get a fresh take focused on a black character. It was previously announced that Tracy Ellis Ross will voice the lead character in the animated comedy Jody, of which is a spinoff of MTV's show Daria. The show is currently set up at Comedy Central. Let me say something about all that. I'm here for all of this. Okay? I like this. I think this is a great idea. Um, I am excited that Dion's character is coming back. I'm hoping to be more excited that it's not Stacey Dash. Now, I know Stacey Dash did not age because let me be very clear. Stacey Dash was like in her late 20s, early 30s at the time that she was playing Dion. So, you know, I don't think that you can still do a high school student right now, ma'am. But just the fact that that character is going to live on and, you know, I guess they're doing a mystery kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. I I hope that that works out well. But I also was impressed with that part of the article where they were talking about um, them doing a more black spinoff of Daria. Daria was my shit. MTV, the 90s, classic, iconic time. Like, yo, MTV, spring break, all of that shit. Like, yo... Wanted to be immersed in all of that. Y'all will never know that. Like, kids will never understand that. Like, spring break, spring bling on BET. Like, all of that shit. The 90s. I said like like 100 times. I'm sorry. <laughs> but those times were the 
best. It, it, it seemed like it was so much, but it really wasn't. It was the absolute best. Um, moving on in Ratchet and Ridiculous. Drake drops new single and visual, Laugh Now, Cry Later. Plus announcements of an album. Okay, I'm here for this. I'm going to tell y'all why in a second. Drake dropped off a brand new single at 12 a.m. as promised featuring Little Dirt called Laugh Now, Cry Later. The song alone is dope, but he also added a little more spice by dropping the visual for the new track as well. The music video was filmed at the Nike headquarters. I know that shit was fucking dope. Featuring appearances from NFL ballers uh, Marshawn Lynch, Odell Beckham Jr., and NBA baller Kevin Durant. The video is pretty much like a Nike commercial with the dope soundtrack. I love it. I think I think it's dope. What I like about it, for me personally, I feel like I almost feel like this is like a take care Drake. Like that, it, it all worked for me. I like the fact that I, one thing I like about Drake. If I have to be on a Drake train for whatever reason. The one thing that I love about Drake is that Drake does not take himself too seriously. Like he acts, he's funny. I would actually, I would actually like to see Drake in some more stuff, like more acting roles that are not, um, not the grassy number one. But I would like to see him in more acting roles. You know what I'm saying? Like later on, so we can, we can push. Now the music is still great. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, the music is still great. Except for the Tootsie Slide. I mean, Drake gotta have one. I don't like the Tootsie Slide at all. I think the shit is fucking stupid. I think it was the dumbest thing. I think it was a ploy for TikTok. Um, but I really think that Drake could do maybe some comedic movies. Like, he's not a serious guy. Like, I don't see him. And and, and if he did, maybe he could get his acting chops. You know what I'm saying? Too? Yo, wouldn't it be dope? I don't watch the damn show. I don't. I really don't. But I think it would be dope if he was on power. Like, maybe if he did something like that. Maybe if he did power. And let oh, sorry. And let's see if that would um, change his acting chops. Take him out of his element. You know what I'm saying to you? Yeah, put him in something different. I think that would be, that would be super cool. That definitely would be super cool. Um, but... I am excited for an album for Drake. Can not wait. Um, so moving on. I don't even know if I want to talk about this for real. I really don't. <sighs> Why Nicki Minaj fans are mad at ASAP? Y'all know I want to talk about it. Shut up. <laughs> so, so I'm mad though, right for real. Here's why I'm mad. I'm really actually upset because I was gone for so long. I couldn't stand over Nicki's pregnancy. So congratulations to Nicki Minaj. I say this because I love anybody that manifests their destiny. You know what I'm saying? To like, yo, I wanted to do a podcast. I've done it for three years. I feel, well, moving into the fourth, um, I feel like it's been successful. I feel like I've had my stops, my starts. Um, I feel comfortable in my skin. I feel comfortable in what I do. And I feel like Nikki has moved on to that. I'm hoping that we will still get the fifth thing thing. For, you know, the Barb's sake, before they wreck everything. Um, I am hoping that we get a little bit more music. Um, I even... Damn, I've been gone so long, I can't even talk about the Takashi 69 situation with, you know... With, I've been gone for a minute. 
So, um, my thing for Nikki, I am hoping that we do not have another Nikki hate train. I hope that we're, we're going to take 2020 off and we don't get back to work until late 2021. Like, I, I, I believe that I, my prediction is that the album is going to be out late 2021. Um, cause she's going to need time to recover. Um, you know, make sure the baby right, make sure nannies are right, all of that shit, you know, so she's going to do, she's going to be doing a lot, but I think that we may get a, the fifth thing thing, cause she's going to have to get out. Once she does the, the five album deal or what, however that worked out and she's not with young money anymore, I think we'll see the new chapter, but I, I really want to believe that we're going to move on now. Surprisingly enough, she also dropped. I know this was not just about Nikki. It's a little bit further than that. But um, real quick, just want to wrap that up. Because I know that these rants about Nikki will be long and drawn out. And I don't have time for that right now. Um, what I will say is... Where was I? She... Oh, the Move Your Hips uh, situation. Which was actually a song that was supposed to be put out almost two years ago. But that with ASAP Ferg. That verse... Onika that verse? Nikki that verse? This is what I would like from you. Okay? I don't need a whole rapping album from you because I've not we've not come to expect that anymore. I, I don't need that. But I need bars. I need bars. I need you to not I need you to be in your bed. I need shy rack bars. I need looking ass nigga bars. You know what I'm saying to you? I need bars. I don't need na 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 none of the none of the bullshit. Anyway, why Nicki Minaj fans are mad at ASAP Ferg and the baby gets dragged? Oh lord, why is the baby getting dragged too? I don't remember if I took this whole story, but we about to find out. Nicki Minaj has a serious fan base, as we all know. And the other day, the bars were out for blood yet again. Why wouldn't they be? What else do they have to do? Not a goddamn thing. After learning ASAP Ferg's collaboration with the black Barbie and made in Tokyo, Move Your Hips only hit number 19 on the Billboard? Hot 100? I, I say that with a whole bunch of sarcasm, but if you can't tell, I don't care. <laughs> Nikki's fans were on the ASAP Mob Rapper's tail. Okay, so here's the thing. Kids. Nikki's not always going to hit number one. Nikki's not always going to make number one for somebody. I think what they have an expectation for is that it's all going to go number one because so many, because the last two hits went number one. Nah, not going to happen. Ferg has a different type of fan base. There are niggas that fuck with Ferg. Like, yo, we fuck with Ferg. Like, it's real old school cats to fuck with Ferg. They, you know, they are, there's a younger generation that fucks with Ferg. And yes, he has a great base. But nothing can compare to all of the controversy that surrounded Takashi 69 to make that go to number one. Controversy that, uh, that surrounded Doja Cat. And that the female empowerment, the female unity situation is, is happening. It's such a big movement in hip-hop right now. So there's no, no way... I'm not saying that Ferg couldn't have made number one, but it just wasn't, it wasn't that song. You know what I'm saying to you? It just wasn't that song. 
And I'm not saying because this came out a couple of a couple of days ago, so I'm not saying that we still can't push it to number one. But it's just it's it's gonna fall on deaf ears. It, it really is. Um, you know when um, what was it when Trolls came out? It's something that um, Takashi Six Nine is fresh off the heels of all of the controversy. He been online. He trolling. He doing all of this. Clearly. You know that sells for Nikki. Y'all know that sells for Nikki. You know, hey, the second that there's some drama controversy, it's going to sell. And that's why that shit, you know, almost reached number one where he was mad about that. The thing the thing about with Doja Cat was that you also, in the same week, have Doja and you have Meg The Stallion working with two iconic legends. And all of that is happening all at one time. You feel what I'm saying to you? So absolutely. We definitely going to get number ones there. So it, it's sad that you have to break that down for the barbs. But it, it is what what it is. what it is. In other news, we wish it wasn't real. But the baby now is down for Kanye to be president. Even if it may be virtually impossible for Ye to win. The North Carolina rapper shared his opinion on the 2020 election on Wednesday, August 12th, one day after the official announcement of California Senator Kamala Harris as Joe Biden's running mate for vice president. <sighs> the rapper states, yeah, I'm gonna let y'all finish, but you got me fucked up. You think I ain't voting for yay? I put those crickets in there on purpose. Whether there will be actually no crickets in this in this editing, I I can't, I can't, I, I can't. Okay, okay. Um, Kardashian West, Kardashian West, Kardashian West. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Here's my thing about that. Again, I've been gone way too long because I have not gotten a chance to talk about that either. Yo. First and fucking foremost, it is a ploy, it is a plan, it is a smokescreen. Stop banking on this. Yo, you already had four years of a fucked up ass president. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, we in the mix of that. We need to get him the fuck up out of here with the quickness. November can't come fucking fast enough. But the Kanye thing is a smokescreen. Kanye always talked about it, and yes, he may have been manifesting it, but I just don't even see him in it. Like, dog, I just, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, okay, so first of all, we already know one thing for sure, two things for certain. Like I said, this shit is a whole smoke screen. And on top of it being a smoke screen, it's like, I, I w we've already had a president who's not stable. Kanye is known. It is on record that he is not stable. He is not mentally, you know, mentally stable. We wish Kanye nothing but the best. It's weird because right now, I, it's, this is weird. This is really weird. I have a, <laughs> I have a picture of Kanye as one of the pop art things. Because again, his contribution to hip hop, his contribution to music is impeccable. He is a genius. But it's funny because I'm I'm like talking about it, but my face is facing away from him, and I want to be like talking to Kanye, like, "Look, nigga, let this shit go." 
you are doing more harm than good. Like, there's no way for this, you know, for this to happen. However, let me not be on a hot horse and say there's no way. Because look at what the fuck we got going on now. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. The wonderful world of Disney. Because this shit, this shit is ridiculous. I'm, I, look... As much as I want to be woke, I'd rather be asleep right now because I'm tired of this shit. This shit is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> so, um, people uh, are dragging the baby and that's the baby's opinion. I, I don't... Why are we listening to the baby at all? Like, like other than the fact the nigga makes some dope-ass music on some of the hottest tracks, you know, this year. Wonderful, amazing. However... Um, this is not the nigga that I look to for political advice. I'm sorry. You know, there are many other rappers that I can look to for political advice. The, the hell, I would look for little to little Wayne before I looked to the baby for political advice. Not really, just joking, just saying. However, um, again, also very crazy because little Wayne is up here on the wall too. Um, but I refuse to listen to the baby. Baby, you can't even handle your regular shit. You out here beating niggas up and shit. You can't even handle your regular shit. So where are we going to take political advice? Granted, he may have just been trolling, but that's a little bit too much. All right, moving on. City Girls Talk WAP. Once again, it's WAP, not WAP. I'm going to get into that in a minute. Um, Saying male rappers are threatened by women domination, dominating the charts. <clears throat> Excuse me, let me get my City Girl voice. I feel like men are threatened by the women. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> kind of de- dominating right now. Because they are so used to being in control. And putting the women on the records. Quotes JT. Um, while speaking on their experience. JT shared that from their perspective. Most of their male counterparts aren't comfortable when women are dominating charts. I'm not reading that again. Um, but she does go on to say, because back then, sorry, <clears throat> let me get the voice. Back then, because they, oh, that's just, that's just horrible. Because back then, you gotta get on a hot song with a man to get number one or get, or even get on the charts. But now, women are just doing it themselves. They always gonna have something to say because, that's how I feel it, it says, um, it's just going to be a whole different era. The duo also pointed out the double standard when it comes to how females rappers are criticizing drag for boldly speaking out about their sexuality and music while male rappers lyrics get passes. Um, I think it's like a threat. <laughs> I hate this. They want to say it's trash, it's not good, it's about sex, 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 JT continue. I can't say I'm going to go around and shoot up nobody because I'm not going to. I'm just going to talk about how good my pussy is or how I feel about myself. Young Miami added into... <laughs> I'm sorry. Y'all are going to die when y'all hear this. <laughs> Young Miami added <laughs> that men who are criticized need to look at their own um, misogynistic lyrics before taking to Twitter to call out fans who tried to bully her into changing her name. 
I say shut the fuck up, period. Like, just shut up. Ooh, she's so educated. Young Miami said during the interview, they've been talking about us for years or for decades. So why is it a problem now? In addition... I've cracked myself the fuck up in here. In addition to talking double standards, the Pussy Talk rappers uh, drummed up controversy over their, of their own by, by revealing their dating standards when it comes to men, pursuing them after noting that men with no money will get no love. <clears throat> here we go again. I'm not dissing broke man, bitch. The fuck? The fuck you ain't? Shit. I'm not dissing broke man, but I've never talked to a broke man in my life. Young Miami said. <laughs> <laughs> to talk to me, a man has to have a certain amount of money, and there's nothing wrong with that. Folks feel a type of way, but I say that's because broke men love to act rich. But I'm like... <laughs> You ain't, I'm sorry, you want to act rich, why not be it? Okay, first of all, I couldn't, I couldn't get through. I tried, I really did. I really tried to get through that. Um, okay, let's bring in some points here. I never thought that I would say I agree with the city girls to a degree, to a degree, because I couldn't get past that shit, but I kind of do. And I'm going to tell you why I agree. My reasoning for agreeing with the city girls is this. One of the things that they were talking about that they kind of go further into was the um, the WAP. Because y'all niggas call it WAP. I'm about to educate y'all on that too in a minute. Um, but Cardi B and Meg, Meg Stallion's new song, WAP, uh, Wet Ass Pussy. Um, I wholeheartedly okay so if anybody's listening to the show you know i'm a female advocate i love for females to get on a track talk they shit be just as nasty and gutter as as my fucking uh my fucking niggas because here's the thing we let a lot of bullshit slide where rick ross talked about motherfucking roofing bitches and shit um hell biggie talked about pissing and shitting on it like yo it's a lot of shit if you look at motherfuckers lyrics Sometimes you got to be like, oh, okay. But it's okay for it to slide. Like, this became a whole thing. Now, when WAP came out, came out a few days ago. Y'all see how I'm catching up now? Um, so, WAP came out, and it came out a few days ago. And it, it's taken the internet by storm. It originally came out, and you got a chance to hear the song. And if you watch the video on YouTube, it's actually edited. Um, and... Then if you actually download the song, the song is not. However, I will say, for me, the shit is a good-ass song, number one. There is some hoes in this house. Like, that part, Baltimore Clubs, all day. And not to mention the fact that it reminds me of Players Club instantly. So, I love... I. I we live in a time of nostalgia. People are taking nostalgia and they bring it and they running with it. And so we living in a time full of fucking nostalgia. So and for me, that shit is fucking awesome. Um, I love the I love the lyrics. I love the lyrics. I love that Cardi did something different with her voice. I love the fact that yo, it's Cardi B. Like, why are we breathing too much into this? 
in my lifetime, I honestly believe this one thing, and I believe it to be true. There is a level where you can be righteous and you can be ratchet. And right then and there, that's a moment to be ratchet. I'm just sorry. It just is. And furthermore, who don't want half of this shit? Sometimes I want my dick to touch the back of your little dangly thing in the back of your throat. I'm just, I'm just saying. I would like girls to motherfucking explore that option. Why you can't be sexual? Why you can't paint that picture so vividly? Now... What I will say, that's the horny guy in me. However, what I will say is this. I do not believe that it could have been a single. It should have been a single. I don't think that it should have been a single. Um, I think that it should have definitely been um, an album cut and let it create its own buzz. But Cardi needed this. Like, nobody can say no different. Cardi even knows that Cardi needed Cardi said it on The Breakfast Club earlier this week. She, she was like, yo... I mean, uh, late last week. I'm sorry. She's like, yeah. So real quick, I'm gonna need this because it was it was time, yo. She was like, yo, there was really barely any music in 2018. No music in 2019 after Culture was born. You know what I'm saying to you? The singles that she was on wasn't hitting like that, and she know it. And it's not like this was something that Cardi didn't know. You feel me? Yo, it made sense. Meg is out here. Not even just hot girl, summering it at this point. She's killing it. Yo, right now, she has three, now it now it is three songs that she's on that are charting between Savage, the, the Savage remix, Girls in the Hood is actually charting and playing very consistently, and now WAP, WAP, is going chart. Now, the reason why I keep saying that is y'all niggas out here, these niggas and interviews and everybody, who the fuck, why y'all not, wait a minute, why nobody, if the song is called Wet Ass Pussy, W-A-P, I have never been able to change a vowel, that vowel, into another vowel that is not changeable. You cannot change an A into an O sound. Wop, hip, hop, those are O-P sounds. Rap, app, cap. Or AP sounds. Like, I feel like I had to break this shit down. So, the song is not called WAP. It's called WAP. <laughs> just just so you are aware. However, I think the visual was amazing. Everybody looked good. Um, I'm mad that there was a whole thing with Kylie Jenner. Here's my thing. Kylie's cameo in it is how I like my Kardashian-Jenner clan. Walking sexy and quiet. Fucking perfect. That's it. All you, all you bitches need to be is a pretty face. Because let me tell you something. When they start talking, shit is like nails on the chalkboard for me. Okay? That's how I like my fucking Kardashians. Just in my genders. Quiet. Shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't say nothing. Let Chris do all the talking for y'all. Because y'all bitches, every time y'all say some shit, I feel a certain kind of fucking way. I don't give a fuck. And I think that that would never get me a standard to be a commentary on any of the rest of the shit. But what I don't believe in... Me and my homie, my homegirl, have beef over this all the fucking time about these bitches. I don't like them. I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't care. I don't like them. Like, I just, just don't. You know what I'm saying? So, me saying this now may ruin my chances of ever being on E, while E is the network that the Kardashians is on, and it brings them tons of money. I don't fuck with them. Their agenda is not... Their agenda is not part of the black agenda. A lot of it, again, their agenda is distraction. That's why Kanye fits so well with that fucking family because the agenda is distraction. Ain't nobody got time for that. 
that's my, my whole situation on that. Normani! Oh, Normani! Oh, Jesus! And that black and white, Normani killed it. Normani is going to stop. Y'all need to give Normani a chance. The girl can sing. She can dance. She is a chocolate-ass sister. Let us give Normani a chance. Not in the... Forgive me. Forgive me, Calendria. Forgive me when I say this. Let us give her a chance and not in the way of a Kelly Rowland. When I say that, I don't want... I'm not taking from Kelly because Kelly's fucking awesome. Kelly is gorgeous. Kelly is fucking amazing. But what I am saying is let's not use Normani as a lyric, as, a, as, as just a side thing. I think Normani needs to rise to her own standard because it's, it, for Normani, I feel like it becomes that level of colorism in hip-hop. And I'm like, yo, she's so great. She's so good. She dope. You know, like, she got hella moves out here. She can sing. She was with Fifth Harmony all of these things, but something is just not, they're not pushing her right. But she looked fucking amazing. Now, some of the other girls I did not know like that that were in that video. However, I, I've heard of Mulatto fucking with that bitch too. Fucking with her. And again, this video checked off so many wins, so many categories. It got people talking. It gave Cardi more Push it gave Megan. Megan Megan gets that stamp of approval. Megan is that girl. Megan's that girl that you go to and you be like, yo, you're a good friend. You know what I'm saying? I really, I really want to work with you. She's she's that girl. She's that I ain't got no beef with nobody. I work with everybody. Barb's sit the fuck down. It don't have no merit that she worked with Cardi over Nikki. Does not matter. You know what I'm saying? So you be happy that you have a female in the game. Cause see, the Barb's just wanted to only be Nikki. Nikki about to go on to a whole nother chapter. We, we've already discussed this. Nikki about to go on to a whole nother chapter in her life. She don't give a shit about none of this shit. None of it. It don't make, it don't make her no never mind. She don't give a shit. Right now, she like, bitch, I'm sitting pretty. I done had perfumes. I've been in movies. I got all this music out here. Like, but she don't give a fuck. Y'all forgot about the perfumes for a second, didn't you? <laughs> Menagesty. I don't know what the fuck that was. Um, <laughs> but, but it did smell good, though. Um, but yeah, so this, this is, a, this is a win. This is also not new. This is not a new narrative. Okay. I, and I have to say this cause I really wanted to get in, delve into this and I'm not even going to do that last story cause I don't give a fuck about that. But, um, this is not a new narrative. This is not a new narrative because in 1996, we had the same issue. And that was when Little Kim debuted Hardcore. And we'll go into that in a minute. Because, yes, that is the album that we are talking about today. Unfortunately, I don't have the ones to flap it right now. Because um, Hardcore is actually on that post that I was talking about earlier that I need to fix. However, when I tell you um, this is not new. The, the second that I heard this, and because you know me, because I like to hear dirty shit, talk that nasty gutter butt shit to me because I like it. You know what I'm saying? Do you want to add a con in your shit? I like it in the Big Mac truck and shit. I like the nasty shit. That's just me. And a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but when I heard the song and I was like, wait a minute, hold, hold, there's a Cardi song. Hold, wait a minute. This is going to be the first single? Oh, this internet about to be fucked up because I just, I know how we talk. I know how we do nowadays. And I'm like, this is going to be crazy. 
for me with the press and everything else that it went through in the last couple of days, I'm like, yo, this is a faster, way faster version of 1996 all over again. You feel what I'm saying to you? My damn watch went off. Um, it's, it's a faster version of 1996 all over again. And the reason that that is the case is because um, at this particular point, it's where I had to turn my phone down. I just forgot. And I'm like an hour, almost an hour into this. Um, this is exactly where Kim was in 1996, over 20 some odd years ago. Like the, the backlash of her being sexual and her saying what the guys say even harder and, and this, that, and the third. The one thing that I like, and I think because I'm a visual person, people, females in, in the industry have been painting a better picture for me than, than most men had. Cause like, yo, I have watched video. Like I sat down for hours just watching videos on MTV, BET, whatever's playing right now. And just be like, what is going on? Like, why is this the same shit? It is. It definitely is the same shit. It definitely is. Fuck money, get bitches, smoke weed, do whatever. Now, I'm not saying that that narrative is not exactly the same for women, where it's just a lot of, this is what my pussy can do, this is what my money... But let, let's be very clear. Pussy and selling pussy is the oldest motherfucking working profession. It is the it is the profession that has survived everything. And I even mean the Rona, because bitches were still selling pussy during the Rona. Not quite sure how it worked, but still, they were still out there selling pussy. This is the thing. I honestly believe... That, and I said this, and I said this almost three years ago when my girl nephew was coming up. And I was like, yo, this right here is y'all time. I, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to do the soldier boy thing. I really didn't. But, but I really feel like it's a female empowerment thing. I really think that, um, it has, it has an ear. It, it's, it's the ear of, oh shit, um, Girls are like, oh, bitch, you speaking for us. You know us. Yes, sis, let's do it. Guys are like, damn, that bitch sexy as shit. The fuck? Damn, I want I want to fuck. Because that's, do you know what I'm saying? That's primarily the main the main thing. And it's like, yo, it, it, it's, it's the natural blueprint for what it is. Nothing about this is new. Nothing about this is new. Everything about this is exactly the same. You know what I'm saying to you? So, Let's not get our panties in a bunch. You know, you're always going to have the, the good girls over on the other side and the bad girls or the hoes or whatever you want to call them. Not whole shaming, not slut shaming, just saying, just calling a name out for it. They're they going to be on whatever side they're going to be on. So, it just is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I, I Again, shout out to Cardi, shout out to Meg. You know, I, I feel like their interaction before the, the song dropped was very genuine. I do not feel like this was a label push. And a lot of people have said that it doesn't feel like a label push. It didn't. It didn't. I, I mean, it is not even a coincidence, but it just kind of is what it is that they're on the same label. But genuinely, I think that they work well together. They laugh well together. Um, I think that Cardi just in general is... Cardi, for me, is a good person. She's one of those people that I think that... Looking at her on the outside, I think that she is a good, fun-loving person um, with with a ton of insecurities like anybody else. And if you get her fucked up, it's on site. So, I mean, what make her different than any of the rest of you bitches? Because y'all do this shit every day and y'all do it for free. Just saying. Uh, so, moving on to the album of the week. 
Yes, I talked about it earlier. The album of the week, of course. Hands down. We're going to talk about Wet Ass Pussy. We're going to talk about the 1996 debut of Little Kim's Hardcore. Oh, what, what? That's what I'm saying. Like, yo, <laughs> anytime you come out now, granted, this was also not played on the radio. But, and, 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 true told, actually, was not played on the radio until latter, until the latter years. But, when you start off a motherfucking verse that you used to be scared of the dick, now you throw lips to the shit, handle it like a real bitch, have the hot to Janet jack me, take it in the butt, get that, what, like, wait a minute, okay? You start off with motherfucking verses like that. First of all, let's be clear. When you, when, if you listen to hardcore, hardcore, <laughs> hardcore starts off when I tell you with the level of hilarity that I just, you just didn't expect. Hardcore started off with the first interlude. And the very first interlude was a nigga in New York catching a cab, getting out the cab, being cheap, telling a nigga keep the change, going to the ticket holder, asking for a ticket for a Little Kim Hardcore, Going to the concession stand, asking for a popcorn with extra butter and a lot of napkins. Sitting in a motherfucking movie theater where all you hear is moaning and groaning like it's like it's Little Kim's porn. And then hearing him jerk off and when he comes, the fucking beat drops and starts this whole album that is an amazing, iconic work. This is Kim setting that blueprint. Telling you bitches like, yo, this you can be who the fuck you want to be. That, okay, I guess my work it's because I'm excited about what I'm doing. My watch is like, bitch, you happy. Um, but you can be as as explicit as you want to be. You want to you can be as quote unquote hardcore as you want to be. Hardcore is the debut album, debut studio album of America rapper Little Kim. It was released November 12, 1996, by Undies Records. Big Beat Records, and Atlantic Records. After achieving a success with the hip-hop group Junior Mafia and their album Conspiracy in 1995, Kim began working on her solo album with Notorious B.I.G., serving as the executive produ- producer. Besides, um, besides this, he performed on four songs on the album. Also, well-known fact, well, well or unknown fact, on... Hardcore, which was the album while Biggie was still alive, Notorious K.I.M., La Bella Mafia, um, The Naked Truth, and even now Nine, Christopher Wallace is still labeled as executive producer on all of those um, albums. And that was also to give money to, um, you know, Big's estate or whatever. And I think that's one thing you can say about Kim. She's a fucking writer. She collaborated with a number of producers such as Sean Puff Daddy Combs, Stevie J, David Ski Williams, and Jermaine Dupri, among others. Other rappers included Jay-Z, Little C's, and Puff Daddy that were featured on the album. The album was notably for its over-raunchy sexual tone and Kim's lyrical delivery, which was praised by music critics and is considered a classic album. Hardcore debuted at number 11 on the U.S. Billboard 200s and at number 3 on the Billboard Top R&B albums, selling 78,000 copies in its 
first week while reaching number 26 on the Canadian album charts. The album was certified double platinum by the Record Industry Association of America or the RIAA and was sold over 5 million copies worldwide. After making her debut recording appearance on Junior Mafia's Conspiracy album, Little Kim, uh, no, I paused because I had to breathe. Little Kim appeared on records by artists such as Mona Lisa, the Isley Brothers, and Total while recording her debut album, Hardcore, um, was mainly recorded at the Hit Factory in Manhattan, uh, New York City. Working with a number of producers, including Sean P. Diddy Combs and Jermaine Dupree, the album featured edgy, hardcore, and explicit sexually, uh, sexuality as the title suggested, which at the time were two um, treacherous things to have on one album. Um, the album was originally titled Queen Bee. Guest artists include Jay-Z, the Notorious B.I.G., and other members of the Junior Mafia. The promotional campaign for the album included the album cover featuring a provocative advertisement of Kim dressed in a skimpy bikini and surrounded by furs. During the recording sessions, Kim and Big made a demo of the track Street Dreams, never released officially. Big Mama Thing was originally intended to be a diss towards Faith Evans and Tupac, but was re-recorded after Biggie disapproved of it. The verse containing remakes, um, or sorry, remarks against Faith was replaced by Jay-Z's vocals, while the third verse, which had a diss on Tupac, was recorded by Kim. Surprisingly, um, I also found that it, it is on YouTube. I can't quite remember where it was on YouTube, but I did find that. Um, where I actually found the, I was, I was doing something one day and I actually found the original version of it that was like that. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. I just, I, no, you know what the crazy shit was? I'm, I'm going to tell you all the crazy shit. Hold on. Mm. The crazy shit was, I guess I just was looking, I was, you know, sometimes YouTube will take you down a, a, a weird path and I was, um looking at some B.I.G. things, and I was looking at everybody that was at the funeral, and then that happened to come in the recommendations, and I was like, what? I was like, when the fuck was this? I'm like, what verse is this? Yo, there are a lot of unreleased tracks out here. Artists worth their salts have unreleased tracks. Like, yo, just recently, just off topic, just a little bit, just recently, the uh, troll situation, I was on YouTube, and I think this is why Google is going to YouTube uh, music, but I was on YouTube music, and there's an alternate version of um, Trolls, and I was like, what? I'm kind of glad that they used the version that they used, because the, the verse that Nikki had in it, it was, it was a little, it was okay for the alternate version, but I actually do enjoy the, uh, the actual version that is out now. Anyway, uh, singles. The first two singles from Hardcore, The Gold Certified No Time, and the remix version of Crush On You both peaked in the top 20 of the Billboard Hot 100s and the top 10 of the Hot R&B singles charted, I'm sorry, charts, and top the songs charts, making Lil' Kim the first female rapper to have two consecutive number one singles on the charts. Also, fun fact about Crush On You. 
If you listen to Crush On You on Hardcore, you'll notice that Crush On You only has little C's. Apparently around that time, a lot was going on. I had re This is not research. This is just my love of hip-hop. But apparently there was a lot going on and Kim uh, was MIA and purposefully missed that studio session. But the album still had to come out and never did it. By the time that Crush On You was pushed to be a music video. She had to go back in and re-record. And so they took off certain parts that C's did. So it now sounds like a back and forth with C's. And then Crush On You came out. Fun fact about the video. What I didn't know was... I, I understood that there were different colors. And I was just happy to watch shit. I was like, this shit is awesome. It had Leah in it. It was amazing. Um, but fun fact, I didn't know um, that the reason for it was... It was supposed to be like the Wiz and the different colors and going into the different rooms of the Wiz. That was something that I didn't know about that. But again, another fun fact. Um, both singles peaked in top 50 of the UK singles charts. A third single, Not Tonight, remix became a huge top 10 success in 1997, peaking at number 6 on the Hot 100, number 3 on the Hot R&B single chart, and topping the Rec Songs chart. The single also reached the top 20 on the UK chart and number 10 in Germany. The song was certified platinum by the RI, sorry, the RIAA. It was nominated in 1998 for a Grammy Award for Best Rap Performance by a Duo or a Group. Big Mama Thing was released commercially, uh, commercial radio in the fall of 1996. <sighs> album, album, album. Um... Hip-hop had never seen anything like Brooklyn, Brooklynite Kimberly Denise Jones at the time of her solo debut. She single-handedly raised the bar for raunchy lyrics in hip-hop, making male rappers quiver with fear with lines like, You ain't licking this, you ain't sticking this. I don't want dick tonight, eat my pussy right. <laughs> riding the wing of the Notorious Big, Ready to Die, and Jay-Z's Reasonable Doubt. Kim's hardcore helped put East Coast hip-hop back on the top of the late 90s. The album's um, overliance on old 70s funk samples doesn't distract a bit from Kim's, uh, for, sorry, from Queen B's fearless rhymes in Dreams, and she demands service from R. Kelly, Babyface, and nearly every R&B dick in the field. A landmark of bold, hilarious filth. I love it. I do. Um, commercial performance. Hardcore debuted and peaked at number 11 on the U.S. Billboard charts. 200 at the number Three on Billboard Top R&B Hip Hop Album Chart Selling Blah Blah We've already gone over that So But in August of 2018 The album entered the Top 10 Hip Hop R&B Albums Charted on iTunes Reaching number 6 Despite the album being released Nearly 22 years prior And Eventually reached number 1 For a short time It also peaked at 22 on the overall album charts on iTunes. So, you have songs like, like we talked about before, the intro into A minor, which now, okay, okay, that just, oh, oh, 
Oh, that that that's some that's some genius shit. That is some genius shit. I just had a fucking thought, and this is some shit. So <laughs> the wow. You ever just have your mind just be fucking blown real quick? I, I I did not think about this until I said it and had to say it out loud. Intro into A minor. So you would think that A minor is a chord because it's a music thing. You know what I'm saying to you? No. That is not what that meant, yo. What that meant was that, wow. I am so done. I just did not know this until just this second. In the squatting position that is on the, uh, not necessarily on the cover, but was for the promotional cover for Hardcore. Um, Little Kim talked about this on the Tale Kuali, We The People show. And she stated that she was 15 years old when she got into that position and it caused all type of controversy for it. It now dawns on me the subliminalness of the very first track, which was the interlude, but it was intro into A minor. Nigga, what? Mind blown. Mind blown. Did not think about that. That shit just dawned on me after I said it. Wow, that is so cool. I will never look at this album the same now. I will never. It just it just dawned on me. And shout out to all y'all motherfucking jail niggas that was lusting over that shit. Bitch, you was lusting over a kid. Y'all fucking pedophiles, you nasty. But she grown now, so it don't matter. Um, Big Mama Thing, which featured Jay-Z and Little C's. No Time, which had uh, Diddy on it. Spend a Little Dough. That was my shit. And that was, I think that was, oh. Oh, no, that was um, Ski directed that one. And as a matter of fact, No Time was directed by um, uh, Col- uh, Sean Diddy Combs and Stephen Jordan, Stevie J. Take It, um, Crush On You, which featured Little C's primarily. Um, Drugs, which was another one of my favorite songs. Drugs is is an Isaac Hayes beat. That's where the sample came from. Um scheming which was an interlude and then you have queen bitch which was fucking phenomenal then you had dreams um and mafia land mafia land where there's one loss of one clan left hand i said i forgot the words that's my shit yeah and she went hard on that one i love mafia land um we don't need it if you ain't sucking no dick, we don't need it. We don't need it. If you ain't licking no clit, we don't want it. We don't want it. <laughs> then you have Not Tonight, which was by Jermaine Dupree. Um, Player Haters, which was an interlude. And then Fuck You, which was actually the ending of the song. Um, and was my ultimate favorite. Where, um... Which I'm gonna call? Oh shit! Who was the artist? I can't remember the artist, but he come out with nine shots of meet you, greet you. Hang. Oh no, it was little Caesar. It was little Caesar. Nine shots of meet you, greet you. Hang with little Caesar, but don't sling pizza, pizza. It's the rat barbarian something shit. Oh, that's my shit. I'm gonna have to listen to that shit now after I finish this. Um. Then you had the not tonight remix, which had the brat, left eye. Missy Elliott and Angie Martinez, which was actually on a separate song um situation and was on the money was it wasn't the money talk soundtrack, but it was the it was another movie that I think it had Martin on it, but one of my was it Money Talk? No, Money Talks was the one with Chris Tucker. This was something else, but it was a it was a 
Martin movie, and I can't remember what it was, though. Um, But all in all, as I wrap this all up, fucking classic. So, when we sit back and we talk about Cardi B and this whole WAP situation and how crazy all of this is and what the fuck. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, 1996 brought you... Kimberly Denise Jones and she was fucking so when the hardcore poster came out she was 15 by the time the album actually came out she was 18 because it was about a three-year gap between it we failed to realize something and I think that people get people get in their heads one or two things about hip-hop um hip-hop oh hip-hop is a young man's small sport not necessarily as we've seen there are elders and elder statesmen in this game that continue to make this shit amazing and make it profitable and once we get out of this whole rona situation i believe that we're going to find new and inventive ways to do it and people continue to do that um number two um kim is is an icon and and i think that right now with this whole walk thing there was no better way to not honor and show our love and and it was funny i was just watching um joe button's podcast earlier was joe i'm sorry Fat Joe's podcast earlier, and um, she was on there two days ago, and uh, she said something along the lines where Joe was like, you know, do you feel like you're getting your flowers from everybody? She was like, no, fuck flowers, I want to get to the bag, and I was like, I fuck with that. But people still need to pay homage. You still need to pay homage to it. That is, This is no shade to nobody in particular, but you, you definitely need to pay homage to the queen. She paved the way for you bitches to say all the shit that you wanted to say about your motherfucking pussies. <laughs> to tell niggas that it's wet. And this, and you want to get choked. And you want motherfuckers to touch the dangly thing in the back of your throat. <laughs> love that line. So, love Kim. And that is one of my favorite, favorite fucking albums. Um, I will probably eventually go into um, the rest of them too. Very soon. Because La Bella Mafia spits. There, there's, there's some bars on there that I love doing La Bella Mafia. And La Bella Mafia was definitely a change for the turn of the century. And again, Kim just being classically, iconically Kim. But that wraps up another motherfucking episode. Yo, we back. Are y'all not excited? Because if, you, if you're not excited, fuck you. But I'm super excited because I'm back. I kept the same energy throughout the whole fucking show. I didn't die. Well, I did die down a couple times. Um, But... I'm super excited. I'm excited to be back. Um, if you... By, by maybe hopefully the next episode should be some um, more information about booking situations. So I'll start doing that for anybody that wants sponsorship. You have your business. I'll go ahead and promote it and still push it. Push it on my IG page as well. So we're going to continue... We're going to continue to make success. And when I say we, I mean all of us. All my listeners out there, I love y'all with a fucking passion. I hope that you were entertained. Oh, you not entertained? Sorry. I just thought about that. That's, that was a bit much. Um, but I just want to continue to just make dopeness and, like I said, be the Angie in my city. You know what I'm saying to you? Like, if I had to pick anybody else, everybody was like, you know, originally when I started doing this, oh, you know, you guys like the breakfast club? Mmm... I want to be like the Breakfast Club for a couple of reasons, and I'm I'm gonna move on into this. But I want to be like the Breakfast Club for a couple of reasons because number one, um, it is three 
brilliant personalities and, and a great and amazing. But I don't ever want to be to a point where I'm in a, a ensemble cast of people and I'm overshadowed. You know what I'm saying too? Because I do feel like Angela Yee gets overshadowed quite frequently. Um, I love Angie because Angie pioneered so much of this. She, Angie's book is amazing and tells you everything about a lot of things that she's done. And oh shit. And I've read it on ebook, but I think I'm about to get the physical copy of that as well. Rephrase that. I listened to it on ebook. Um, but it's it's just amazing. It's just amazing. And I want to be that person. You know what I'm saying to you? And it's going to take, one, it's going to take for us to get out of this for me to start going back into, you know, being in the studios and talking with artists again. So I love it. I love this art form. I'll never not love hip hop again. I need this goddamn hip-hop poster to stay so y'all can see how dope this room is. Um, but I'm going to figure that out as well. And, um, you know, you've we've come to the end of the show. Uh, you kicked it again with Young Smooth. Um, fear. False evidence appearing real. It's only real in your mind if you make it real in your mind. If real, for real. The women out here winning. Dudes, give us some visuals. Give us something different. The only dude that I liked right now out of this dude... Well, I haven't gotten a visual from him. I love Ferg verse on move on uh move your hips and I'm loving Drake's new song. Like, yeah. I, I need I need some I need some more. I need more from you guys. Now I don't need you to I don't need you to talk about your dicks and shit. Like that's not what I'm saying. But I definitely need more um something creative, something heartfelt. Um I still like, I love J. Cole. I'm mad that uh, this is Logic's last album. Um, you know, Ross has put out some other stuff that I like. I, I I do like a lot of the stuff that I've heard, but I do need y'all to be on a different level. Um, I want the... That's that's the thing I think I want from, from guys. I don't really want you to change too much of what you're doing. It doesn't have to be over the top. It doesn't have to be none of that shit. But... I want it to, I want the visuals to be better. And that's why I think I like Laugh Now, um, Laugh Now, Cry Later. Like, that's why I like that. Because the visual for the whole thing was something that I haven't seen from Drake. Or something that I haven't seen from Drake in a minute. Um, oh, also, before I go, shout out to my man, Cravante, for his version of WAP. Which is... Good ass dick apparently, which is great apparently. So it's so it's awesome. Let me not let me not lie to you. My my man is working harder than everybody else, and he will be my next interview. And I'm going to work on that as soon as I get off of here. So that will be great. Um, but y'all just listen to another dope ass episode of Kicking It with Young Smooth. Now, don't you, the audience, feel better about it? <laughs> I know you do. All right, y'all. I'm gonna holler at y'all next week. Y'all bring me what's up. Hey.